Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. It's Ricky Carmona. What it do was popping. How we living? Carmona. How's it, how's it going on, buddy? What's going That's on? That's not a sentence. Yeah, no, those are just words. I see these words and these visuals hit my mind, and then I just got to let them out. Yeah, that's right, folks. Your favorite Jordan Jesse Go host isn't here this week, but Ricky Carmona is. Yep, I'll be the I'll be the Dirk Diggler to your Jack Horner today. I like that 1980 style uh, Chicago White Sox hat. That, that 1983 Shy Sox hat, yo. That's some Harold Baines shit. That's right what's there. up, yo, Harold Baines. Uh, I Ivan saw Calderon. I saw Harold Baines hit three home runs against the A's one time at Damn. the Coliseum. Harold Baines was what's up. Damn. I love a, I love a legendary designated hitter. <laughs> We've got two of them. We got Harold Baines, Frank Thomas. He just is just like, well, I mean, but Frank Thomas, at some point, Frank Thomas was a first baseman. Yes. And we're not just going to talk about baseball this no. whole time. I want to be clear. But I like the idea of Harold Baines. I mean, presumably he had a position at some point. Mm-hmm. But early in his career, like 22, 23, he's like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm here to hit, yo. Yeah. I'm here to hit. Fuck that. He, <laughs> Harold Baines probably didn't even have a baseball glove. <laughs> he's just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm fucking Harold Baines. Har- I'm that dude. Harold Baines, one of my favorite 80s baseball jerry curls. Mm-hmm. I mean, just beautiful. Oh, that was a juicy motherfucker. Glisten. If even like the beard looked like it had some jerry curling, I was just like, my man is keeping it together. Yeah, he had that. Oh, I love, I love that good look. I love, I love a baseball player with a look. It That's means sure. so much to me. Sure. And it can't just be a goatee. And no, there's got to be more to it. Let's let's introduce our guest on the program before we get into baseball player looks. <laughs> mm. Because uh, you, know, you you know this man, uh, you know this man's got some opinions. Oh, I'm a big fan about, of this man about the world of baseball player looks. Plus, the <laughs> light, the color of the light has been changing in here. It's real intense. <laughs> we got this LED light bulb that changes colors. This is the closest I've been to doing Molly in quite some time. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, beloved stand-up comedian. Uh, I think I'm going to tell you, Ricky hmm? Solomon Giorgio, our guest on this program, hosted. The stand-up show at Max FunCon this past year. This was top to bottom, all killer, no filler stand-up <laughs> lineup. Yep. Solomon Giorgio's a he's a young Jack, so I made him host the show. <laughs> I think he I think he might have killed the hardest of any person on that entire lineup. <laughs> I would agree with that. He statement. stepped up to the fucking stage and destroyed from the worst for, first word out of his mouth, <laughs> just tore the audience apart. And then left it to the guy Branhams and Sarah Schaefer's to put the <laughs> together. Solomon Would walk Giorgio. away like handle uh, this. Uh, uh, I didn't host the show though. You didn't host the show? No, I just did a set. Who was hosting? It was Riley. Oh yeah, we had Riley Silverman <laughs> hosting. Well, she did great too. <laughs> Beloved past Jordan Jesse Go guest and Jordan Jesse Go listener. <laughs> Sorry, Riley. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk for a second about baseball looks. I don't know how much you've looked at baseball players, Solomon Giorgio. Very little. To It's for well, the best. Well, not their heads in particular. Uh, <laughs> right. That's my least. I'm actually pretty disappointed because they're now wearing baggier uh, clothing. Yeah. Yep. I'm disappointed is... with that, too. Even as a heterosexual, I'm disappointed with that. I don't think that's the look. Yeah, it's not the look. It's like it's it's I was uh, there's it's a it's a league that has some amazing butts. <laughs> and... <laughs> Those those tight pants was what got my viewership, and now you're missing out on a gay demographic. That you could... <laughs> <laughs> there was a okay. So 
my one of my favorite baseball players recently uh, is a designated hitter, also a full time designated hitter. And I want to be clear, like, I, I understand the motivation for liking a cute baseball player. <laughs> um, I, I can see that. Sure. If baseball players were ladies, I would also like a cute baseball player. <laughs> I like a distinctive baseball player most of all. Um, one of my favorite categories of baseball player is fat baseball player. Yes. <laughs> I like I like anything like an uh, uh, an athletic competition that rewards the overweight. Of course, and that's designated hitters, isn't it? For the most part, yeah, it's, it's the designated hitters. Yeah, exactly. And and the, I also just like surprising athleticism, mm-hmm. like when a sumo wrestler does the splits. <laughs> that's what I like. And there was this guy on the A's. He just got cut. Uh, because he got in a fight in the dugout and uh, reportedly was a bad teammate uh, <laughs> and also had oh. been signed to a big three-year contract yep. and had performed extremely poorly. Uh, but his name is Billy Butler. That's right. And he has the absolute best baseball player nickname, which is <laughs> Country Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Country like, breakfast. Country breakfast. Like the man is the That's man. Just ham and gravy. Yeah, <laughs> That's what ham and gravy would be a great alternate. <laughs> he is like uh, he's not like corpulently obese, but he's just soft all over. Like mm-hmm. soft face, soft thick body, uh, soft everything. Yeah, and he is so slow. Like he <laughs> barely can do. You know how the difference between running and walking is that when you're running, both your feet are off the ground at the same time for part of it. Like, he can barely do that. Like, you know, the pictures of the horses that invented cinema. Like, that's the thing he can't do. Yeah, they have to have at least one foot on the ground in order to... Yeah, and I I love that. I love, love, love that. I'm a big fan of like the uh, the Juan Uribe's of the of the league, mm-hmm. you know the uh, who's the guy back in the day? Oh, uh, there was Juan Uribe, John Cruck, <laughs> you know, just just a solid gut, and then like a curve on their back, and just like that third base ass that would just stick <laughs> yeah. out like a bubble, you know. And yeah, like the, the, their running was just like this like fast waddling. <laughs> and I mean, it, but, but I mean, they could beat me in a race hands off for as fast as I think I am. I bet you they could beat me in a race hands down. See, uh, for me, it's the uh, it's mine. Mine are the guys that are uh, like the, the the multiple sports players, like the Bo Jackson. Oh, oh sure, Sanders. sure, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, Those were like the gods. <laughs> like, well, how did you manage? To, oh, more than one. You're gonna do more than one thing. <laughs> Oh, we, this one thing that's really hard to do. You're going to do two versions of that. Right. I, can't even, I can't even play badminton. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, much less, like, actual, you know? There was a brief period where I was taking a basketball class at the community college. And I just realized, like, I all I can do on the basketball court, like, my greatest strength on the basketball court at 6'3", 6'4", 210 pounds, is just to disappoint others. <laughs> like, that is what I bring to the table in a basketball game. Just the phrase, oh, big man. Look, if you, but, but if you show up to a community college yeah. uh, basketball class and you yeah. expect greatness, that, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, who do you think is in the basketball class at the community college? I would assume. It's dudes that, like, all they care about is basketball and getting a credit 
at the community <laughs> college. Yep. Like, that is a really, like, these dudes are not, like, these dudes are guys who fucking made a whole matrix to see how few classes they could take <laughs> to get their law enforcement degree. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all of these dudes, uh, all they cared about. And then, in the basketball class, there was uh, five women who didn't participate. Uh, they they had ga- they had looked at the situation and identified that they did not have to participate to get their one point. <laughs> uh, and what? then there was, thank God, a French guy. <laughs> <laughs> the French guy was the only person older than me and worse than me. God bless his little heart. How old oh, were you so in community grateful. college? This was, I mean, I was not, I was not. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say I last year. St- <laughs> this, was, yes. this was right at the, the beginning of the summer. <laughs> I, was not, I was not working towards an associate's degree. Okay. I don't mean to brag, but I have a Bachelor of Arts degree Ooh. from the University of California Ooh. at Santa Cruz. Ooh. Nice. So you got to go to the beach every day. <laughs> eh, you know, I got to be uncomfortable around trees. Oh, that's nice. But uh, I know this was, this was later on. This was was, I believe in uh, lifelong learning. Yes. I'm sorry that you guys don't, but I do. And uh, so I like to take classes, uh, keep my skills refreshed. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the classes I took was as a 32-year-old, <laughs> 31-year-old at the community college basketball I just, class. I live by a rule, and that is not to be in a situation where there can be a lot more people that are younger than me in a room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can understand that. I mean, the thing is, though, I didn't... I knew that if I did an exercise, I would die. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to go to a gym. Ah. Sure. So that left signing up for basketball. And I also hate all activities. Oh, yeah. okay. You know what I mean? Activities. Yeah, we to the root of it here. Yeah. Like uh, going outdoors and This is a very something. long roundabout way of saying I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, do you guys like, like... Like wakeboarding or something? Uh, is that a thing people can be into now? That's that. Yeah. That is a thing. I don't like crazy activities like that. That's crazy talk. Yeah. Like any healthful activity. Yes, I, I do. I'll only do walking. Is the only healthful activity. <laughs> like you can you can trick me into hiking. Yeah, I, uh, I prefer swimming. I just like being in a pool. <laughs> really? That that if it's anything uh, water wise, yeah, you can get me into that. When but. you say swimming, are you talking about like uh, a committed? practice of swimming or are you talking about something that involves a novelty flotation device and a beer look uh, both okay <laughs> i'm into both i'm into both like I, are you talking about swimming activities that you can smoke at the same time look i do like to like i i kind of i do this thing where i uh, i get in the water and then i'm like look let's just do a couple of laps mm-hmm. get the heart rate up right mm-hmm. and then when i pop up on the other end i'm gonna smoke a cigarette <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and then get really drunk from there <laughs> yeah i i would like to know how to swim. I mean, I know how to swim like I don't die if you put me in the water. But I feel like I don't know how to do that thing where you go and breathe <laughs> to the side. That intimidates me very much. I, I just had a personal commitment to learn how to swim, especially when I found out really young that the main, one of the main stereotypes about black people is the inability <laughs> to swim. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Salman, we, that cannot be on you. I feel like I'm imagining you with just a list folded up in your pocket <laughs> like, <laughs> that just says, like, swimming, watermelon. <laughs> You're just, like, crossing shit off. <laughs> like, gotta like, get I these fi- out of the way. Finally <laughs> gave myself that aversion to watermelon. Exactly. I finally like, 
<laughs> whatever the other like what has to be done for somebody to be like black people can't swim like nah I can swim <laughs> yeah fuck you I did it I'm living the dream and if and every once in a while I hear another black person say they can't swim I have a few friends that can't swim and I'm just like hey don't we don't need to broadcast that <laughs> You can just lie. No one's ever, asked, no one's ever been like, prove it. Like, <laughs> when did you learn to swim as a kid? Oh yeah, it's. I went to school in Fresno, and it was just kind of part of our PE uh, course. Was you uh, had a swim pool classes. at your school? It wasn't. At a, it wasn't at a school that we went to a public pool nearby, mm. and they just taught us how to swim. I guess in sixth grade uh, in Fresno. No, like, no, it was like the third grade. Third, grade? third grade. Yeah, I didn't get next to a pool until high school. I where did you go to school though? <laughs> Broke ass. I mean, I say this with all the respect, Roosevelt High School, but broke-ass <laughs> Roosevelt High School in Chicago, Illinois. Well, yeah, sorry, Midwest schools, no one needs to learn to swim in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, next week, <laughs> they're like, we go are to there the beach. pools in the Midwest? <laughs> <laughs> we go to the beach three weeks out of the summer. That's when it's hot. Everything else. You'll be inside. They, exactly. have, those, <laughs> they have those rock beaches. Oh, oh yeah. Solid rock beaches. Those weird, unpleasant Sol- oh, beaches. No, it's great. It's but California is riddled with pools. It's just it's an entire state of pools, yeah. especially public pools. Yeah, so. when the fuck were you going to the beach in Fresno? We didn't That's go to the beach, we question. went to the pool. Okay. Like, there's, there are tons of pools everywhere. The pool by my house when I was a kid was, it would be open, you know, it was like an outdoor pool, mission pool in San Francisco, and it's supposed to be open from, like, whatever, May to September or something like that, but it was functionally, it was open from May until the first death by stabbing like a standard <laughs> like a regular stabbing like a just an injury stabbing was not enough to close the pool but a death by stabbing once somebody dies we gotta shut it down how it much like, blood could get in the pool before right. they were like alright everybody has to get out of the pool now. <laughs> exactly. now, Guys, now it's officially John's still kicking we can keep the pool open <laughs> yeah. we don't have to. like it was fully like mission pool was fully it was one of those one of those public institutions of interest to teenagers, which were just too close to the line between gangs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some things are in one gang, and they're just they're they're rock solid. They're all set. You don't have to worry about it. Some things are in, but the Norteños and the Sureños came together. At Mission Pool. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was yeah, it was a real it was a real murder central situation. <laughs> Because uh, like I like I grew up in Fresno where the public pools were and those that's definitely like it's wonderful gang territory but for some weird reasons it's always it was peace in the pool area really <laughs> really that's like a it's like a, it's one of those we're all in the gang same mm-hmm. gang type situations look once you get past these lines and you just put your flip flops on <laughs> we gotta be cool with each other <laughs> I like he wouldn't dare shoot a man in flip flops <laughs> how are you gonna shoot somebody wearing flip flops. <laughs> Uh, Ricky, can you swim? Uh, hell no. Not at all? Not at all. Would you die if you jumped in a pool? I wouldn't make it. R.I.P. Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> yeah, man. Ricky, you, I, you're, you're, how, of, you're, you, you're born of island sure, stock. Sure, of course, yeah. I mean, I'm sure my parents are very embarrassed by all of this information. Oh, wow. But, oh, yeah. well. That's just... <laughs> I remember being in high school and them, like, teaching me, you know, trying to teach me, and everybody's just laughing, and I was like, I, I mean, this is how I'm going to get, like, thick skin at... Motherfucker's laughing at me because <laughs> I'm just not good at this. I have zero desire to learn how to be good at this. I I will go to the beach and I will go to the pool, but I will sit there with my gin and tonics 
on my margaritas and be like, y'all go live it up. <laughs> if you're I'm getting the, my son on. If you're at the beach, will you go in the water at all? I do get in the water. Okay. I, I get in as far, once I feel that my feet can't touch anything below me, that's when I start freaking out. That's when right. I'm like, oh, this is bad, this is bad. So you say on, you say on the, uh, the, the the calm side of the pool. Sure, yes, okay. oh, indeed. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about getting, you know, I'm all about getting in the water. So but you're not afraid done, of a hot tub or a toddler pool. Man, I tear shit up in a hot tub, son. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I feel at, like, woo, in my zone. That's Can't in my drown zone. in here. No, the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's basically one big-ass seat. That's what, that's what a hot tub is. It's like, ah, this is nice. Who's lazy now, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all agree so that well. we're all kind of lazy here. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, my my aptitude and interest in physical activity is modest at best. <laughs> I like I will I will do it to not be ashamed in public. Well, like, you have a svelte physique. Oh Solomon. yes, my body can look like it can pull something off, which is great. Um, <laughs> it honestly can't because I've done like I've I've like, I have my back my lower back is hurting right now from taking uh, a long nap yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about where I'm at. Nap injuries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, four hours of sleep in the middle of the day. Well, guess what? We're gonna hurt. <laughs> I, I do hate that aspect of, of physical activity. Like, I, if you're too lazy, your body will be sore. If you're too active, your body will be sore. I'm like, I don't, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> yeah, I do, I do resent that soreness very much. Oh, God. I also can't touch my toes. Haven't been able to touch my toes ever, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been able to touch my toes. And people act like that's something that anyone can do. Like, that's like a basic human skill. And I resent it so much. I'm sorry. I, I have so many touch your toes related <laughs> resentments. Like that vein of resentment goes so deep for me. I've I, done it, but I never know. Like I never like when I touch my toes, I'm never like ah, I'm doing it right. Like I feel like I'm bending my knees and like I'm breathing. Like I'm take I take a real deep breath before <laughs> I do it and like go down. The closest I'm, I ever came in sixth grade, uh, I went to this. I went to an extraordinarily fancy middle school, uh, like extraordinarily fancy, um, like a progressive fancy, not like a blue, oh, not like a I know blue kind of school you're fancy. talking about. <laughs> you know, where like the children of tech magnates. Exactly. Went. Yes. And um, we had a Tai Chi class. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Do you have a feelings tent? Uh, <laughs> we, we had a class called self-science in yes. which we discussed our feelings and compared them with each other. <laughs> But um, in Tai Chi class, which, by the way, the the teacher of the Tai Chi class was a real nice guy. uh, And he would like on the equivalent of like a snow day. I don't know what that is in in the peninsula south of San Francisco. (laughs) But like on a day on a day when we're not going to do Tai Chi for some reason, he would occasionally bring in a video of his students from his like martial arts center. um, And they did Wushu. Which is like performance kung fu. That's like what oh, okay. uh, that's like what Jackie Chan is a genius of. Hmm. And so he would like put in this video of like eight year olds like doing backflips while waving swords in the air, <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Okay, everybody up! Like let's let's practice our breathing. Hold the tea bag <laughs> and press." <laughs> but we, the one thing you had to do to pass that class was touch you had to stand with your feet one floor tile apart and touch the ground in between and hold it for th- 3 seconds or something like that and uh I could not do it 
Um, and it really eventually became a contest to see how much you could bend. I could bend my knees inside of my Tai Chi pants <laughs> without revealing that my knees were bent. <laughs> so it like really got to the point because you had to you had to do it to pass. And you, it was a big problem if you didn't. I don't remember why. <laughs> and uh, so you would, I would just be there stretching and stretching and stretching before the test, like hurting myself and hurting myself and oh. hurting myself. You know, like you know, br- go further when you exhale. Go further when you exhale. And then you'd get in there and yeah, just try and just try and break that plane. Just try and get that knee as deeply bent as possible while still hiding my body inside oh, of the I love that these I want to see these flowy Tai Chi pants. <laughs> I, but I, I unfortunately I'm I, I'm the opposite. I was able to do those things before, but my laziness has reached a certain point that I'm no longer capable of being as flexible as I used to be. Well, you're a young man. How you're in I'm your twenty four. You're thirty. You're not thirty four years old. I've been thirty four for thirty four years. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Thirty four years old. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm turning thirty five in just a couple of months. I was what? gonna say. I was gonna say twenty nine years old. So I there appreciate you go. it. I'll take it for what it is. But I can tell you right now, inside, inside, it's mm-hmm. for sure forty five. Okay, got it. <laughs> got it. Well, I mean, I think uh, I think you're you wear it well. Oh you, yeah, you are doing a great job of hiding how close oh, you are to your is, own death. It's taken a lot of <laughs> like every morning is is spent being very meticulous on how I can look like I can do something. <laughs> 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 like what outfit can I put together? Like I wear jorts to let people know, hey, if I need to run, I can. But for sure. <laughs> I will be exhausted within a block. <laughs> I will. I will be the first person to kill over. I have. I have. I've. I've lost my breath on slight inclines. <laughs> <laughs> do you do any kind of organized exercising? No. no. No spin classes. No. I wouldn't. What about hiking? Everyone in Los Angeles loves to go yes, hike I've, to the top I've of the mountain. I've been there. Look, I don't do hiking. I don't do camping. I was born in a refugee camp, and that was the last time I decided to go camping. Nah. <laughs> 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 like, you kind of have to fucking drag me into it. So. That is a re- that is a, a rock solid line that you should you should just use for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, believe that, me, I've used it down. multiple times. <laughs> yeah. I, I recently went camping, and that was the first time in almost I think a decade because it's like you have to you have to drag like you can't make me do it. Like it's, yeah. like I see like people are just like you can be one with nature. You can feel things. You can do. I'm like, look, unless you're gonna get me a bunch of drugs to make me feel okay. <laughs> Just to blunt the existential yeah. terror. Exactly. I, gotta, I would have to be on a layer cake of narcotics for me to 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 want to live this hellscape of being outside. <laughs> I got a buddy who texts me every once in a while, hey, let's go camping. And I always write him back, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Don't you know who I am? Exactly. I grew up in a goddamn city. Thank you. I like to be surrounded by concrete and tall buildings. Look, yeah. I, I will appreciate nature from a building. Sure. Easily, like yeah. I would drive up to nature if you. But that's how I got it. That's why yeah. I got myself a cabin. Exactly, <laughs> a cabin is a nature appreciating shelter. Yes, it's a permanent uh, area that you can go into and pretend that you're appreciating nature when you're actually reading a book or watching right. a VHS sure, tape on yes. your TV VCR. <laughs> Look, if you send me anywhere with no Wi-Fi, I'm going to set that forest on fire. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Look, if you want to preserve nature, don't put me in the middle of nowhere with no technology because I will destroy everything around I've, I've gone camping only one time as an adult. 
And I think that the main, the biggest problems for me are, one, no interest in any outdoor activities. (laughs) Two, do not drink or do drugs. Like, I feel like the only reason that people actually, those are the only two reasons that people go camping. Like, I guess there are probably some people who are into fishing or uh, hiking. Trunning. Yeah. I'm going to say trunning. Sure. <laughs> Enough that they go camping to pursue their interest in trunning. Like, for example, Derek Jeter, I bet, loves trunning. <laughs> He's a big fan. He had those, big fan. He had those trunning shoes. And <laughs> so I think that he probably would go camping to do trunning. And that is not of interest to me. And then I also, like, I don't just, like, get hammered. I know that, like, bringing a lot of beers mm. is another reason that people, like, a huge amount of beers and then basically just seeing how many beers you can have <laughs> over a period of X number of days. I know that's a big thing for camping. Oh, no, that's the whole point of it. It's just, like, how how much of a monster can I be yeah. with, with, no, with no police around to tell me what to do? Absolutely, yeah. If you're saying we're going camping... I also want to. I want like a comma that says, and also because we have all these mushrooms, we're going to take with us. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. now yeah, I'm in. But also, like the the thing with camping and and nature, that's also uh, where racists like to rally together. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, I'm just like, and and that's the thing is, most of the time, it's a white person that invites me to go camping, and it's like, and you, they they don't like do a check on what the racist climate is of that nature. Right. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you want to go camping in Idaho? I'm like. Think about what you just told me. <laughs> you would like the like the Southern Poverty Law Center oh, yeah. to produce a guide to exactly. safe camping areas Which for black guys. areas is it okay for me to be a black person? You want to go up to the woods of Indiana? Yeah, no, oh. thank you. No, thank you. I, no, I do not. I no. went to I went camping one time as an adult. My wife and I, before we had kids, went camping um, and uh, brought our dog Coco. And uh, I learned that like. When you take away hiking and fishing and stuff and you take away drinking and doing drugs and stuff, all that is left for me in camping is fucking and hot dogs. (laughs) And like I like hot dogs and I like fucking. (laughs) And if you bring bacon, you can make bacon and then make scrambled eggs in the bacon grease, which I also like. Yeah. Yep. But that is like a – that, if you include eight hours of sleep, is only like a 12-hour period. Exactly. <laughs> so literally, you know, we got in, you know, we rolled in at 6, and then by the time it's 8 the next morning, I am like tearing my hair out. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have any more ejaculate, <laughs> and I've already cooked and eaten the two meals that I had planned. <laughs> Like from from now on, it's power bars and refraction. <laughs> no, and I am not interested. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, self reflection in nature is not something I look look forward to doing. <laughs> oh yeah, God. that is terrifying. I I realized I was up at my I was up at my cabin this this past weekend, uh, having a great time watching the movie Tootsie. <laughs> yeah, you were. And I realized like exactly how much like I'm down to go on one hike a day. That's fine. I'm glad to do it. My wife's family is uh, very na- naturally oriented. My brother-in-law is a was a climbing ranger at Yosemite. Hmm. My other brother-in-law is a, a like wildlife biologist. Um, they love nature, 
That's fine. I'll go on and I'll go on the hike. That's fine. <laughs> you know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain anymore. I used to complain, but I learned <laughs> I learned to be okay with it and just do it. Just put my head down and suffer through it. But like what I want from nature is no one bothers me while I read a book. That's it. I, I can't read a book in my regular life anymore. I'm incapable of making it for more than 10 <laughs> minutes without obsessing over something. So I just want to read, or The New Yorker. That's all I'm looking sure. for is just, I just want to read this article about Erica Badu in The New Yorker <laughs> that I've been saving, <laughs> that I've been saving for a special occasion. I became I became a hiker once I moved to Los Angeles because, I mean, it's, they literally... I mean, they they brought hiking to the city. You can right, be, yeah. you can live in the city of LA. Like in Chicago, it's like we leave, you leave the house. Yeah, just to like go to like Lake Michigan, and then after that, it's cold, and you don't want to do shit. <laughs> you know, you mean it's cold for the rest of the year? It's cold. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah so I'm, you <laughs> leave the house once <laughs> yeah. during the brief period where it's 106. Yeah, right. you take that deep breath in. By the time you're back, it's back to negative <laughs> oh, 10. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You get all the hot dogs you can, try and do all the fucking you can inside. By the way, Chicago, I'm bringing Bullseye Live to Chicago <laughs> in November, Woo-hoo! so please get your tickets to the Chicago <laughs> Podcast Festival. <laughs> I uh, probably have Steve Albini there or something. <laughs> I was in Seattle, so I lived there for so long that I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I don't need to see nature again. I got it. Yeah, yeah sure. I lived there for 16 years. I'm like, I saw it. Your yeah. nature is full. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you can't make a new nature that I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, that's, I think that's a good call. I think once you've reached a certain saturation point, you know, hit the bricks. Let's do the city thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, well, let's go to a fucking bookstore. <laughs> Show me the goddamn subway. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to get on the subway. I just want to ride a yeah, train and true. read my book. Well, people are always just like, oh, nature's just so majestic. It's just look at this pristine, wonderful thing that's been around for millions of years i'm like well some you can do that for me i got it <laughs> yeah. i got it yeah. you know what's also pretty wonderful freeways check those out those are insane nature's, <laughs> nature's nature's greatest miracle is a train that goes underground yes. <laughs> jeez also, and it takes you to the movies yeah, right yeah also guys look at youtube you can see all the forests you want on youtube they're all there yeah also, I think everything looks call. better on a picture yeah. Have yeah. you seen the Grand Canyon in real life? It's fine. In a picture, way better looking. Like it's <laughs> hands down Grand Canyon, photogenic, real life, just a big dirt hole. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you one of my uh, biggest beefs with nature in real life versus on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, in real life, you never see uh, somebody with one of those bat wing suits that jumps off of things. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, those wing suits. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I've never amazing. seen that happen. Yeah, that's. I've never seen that in real yeah. life. I've been. I've been to nature literally. A dozen times. And, n- <laughs> and none of those times have I seen anyone jump off of anything in a wingsuit. Yeah. But you type nature into YouTube, 70% wingsuits. Absolutely. Well, here's... <laughs> Also, I think every time I go to nature, there's just like a roll, like a, just a just a call, like a open call for the shittiest people to show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, the worst people you can run into nature are going to be there the same time you're going. I'm like, oh, that's just not a good situation for me. It's, <laughs> like, I don't want these people here at all. You're just running into your worst exes. Exactly. <laughs> every time I go to nature, my all high of school my exes principal. Just show up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not suggesting that you dated your high school principal. Oh, first these of are all, two separate I categories. Okay. <laughs> first of all, I did. Oh, who has it? Oh, have you guys not dated? I high went school on principal? a couple of dates with Mr. Jeez. Rosenblatt. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on my high school. She was like, actually, no, can't tell. It was my, my elementary school principal. She was the assistant principal, Miss Julian. Miss Julian, where you at? <laughs> I'm a grown ass man now. <laughs> Holler at Carmona. Yeah, that's right. I just, wanna, I just want you to receive a text tomorrow. <laughs> I've been doing? waiting for this call. <laughs> I am 65 years old and I am ready to go. You come back this way. <laughs> so long, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the city with broad shoulders, <laughs> Ricardo right. Carmona. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. What's the deal with Brexit? Have you seen Happy Valley yet? How do British people pronounce Edinburgh, Leicester, or Norwich? Not like that. Are you tired of getting your world news from reliable sources, often with no puns or sexual innuendo? Why was there a butcher's hat haunting Coronation Street? What's Coronation Street, and why is Dave Holmes obsessed with it? International Waters pairs a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture battle royale. Join us once a fortnight to hear the best comedians in the world trade jokes and stories and maybe even learn something at the same time. International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. It's your boy, Ricky Carmona. Hey, I'm Solomon Giorgio. What a delight to have you boys here. Uh, I'm happy to be here. It's so good to be here. here. Ricky Carmona. Yes, sir. I am excited to broach this subject with you, sir. Let's talk about it. Let's talk Uh, about it. Ricky Solomon. Okay, so Ricky and I... Uh, Ricky and I are close Twitter buddies because we have basically exactly the same taste in music. Ricky's taste in music is uh, three or four years older than me uh, and uh, 20% more Chicago-y than me. Indeed. Uh, True indeed. indeed. Which helped me when I went to him for house music recommendations. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, but overall, we're exactly the same guy. Yep. <laughs> and he, 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 Jesse knows. Actually, I would, I would put money that Jesse knows more about music than I do. Because the first time we were in the same room together in Chicago, I was, you were just like sitting behind me uh, in the, in the, in the, in, at Second City. And then you start, man, I wish I could remember what rapper it was you were talking about. But I was like, this motherfucker <laughs> back here <laughs> is talking about who right now? It was I mean, oh man, it's killing me. It was just somebody where I was like, it might have been like the goats or some shit like that. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck does this guy know about the goats, man? You don't know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. And just like try, and then when it, it like delved into like too short, and I was uh... just like, Ricky, keep this one ear open the whole time for his conversation. I feel like at multiple points in my life, I've said something about the rapper Sugar Free. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Um, morally indefensible, but one of my favorites. Sure. And uh, and had somebody say, and had somebody that's just like nearby, just go, wait, motherfucker, did you just say sugar free? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hold up. Like, huh, 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 yeah, what? Yeah, man. You no, it is. Do like the hip hop spit take. The All take. I got to say is if you're listening to this show right now, and we're going to get into Ricky Carmona's new exciting life situation because <laughs> I really want to get into this. Watch this freestyle. Watch this video of Sugar Free, who's a rapper from Pomona. A great rapper who may or may not literally be a pimp, which is why he's morally <laughs> indefensible. <laughs> but uh, I don't think there's a may or may not be. I think it's a for sure, 100%. <laughs> yeah, exactly what's that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like usually I'm, I'm like, you know, all rap is, uh, you know, rap is, rap is fiction. It's reality based fiction, like, uh, like a gangster movie or something. I don't think Sugar Free might actually. Be. <laughs> but, but Sugar Free, who like the man looks like like the man has the man has like shoulder length straight hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps his fingernail long. Like he's full on dresses. Like he, yes, he dresses like exactly how you would imagine a pimp, forty <laughs> five year old pimp would dress. Sure. But anyway, there's a video on YouTube of him freestyling about like trees and burritos and stuff. Oh, that! Yeah. Just in somebody's backyard. I love it. Just rapping about, and it is just. I cannot recommend that enough. That <laughs> is going to be the new the time that Bobito Garcia went over to Bismarcky's house <laughs> for his MTV Two show. In terms of Jesse's recommendations <laughs> of urban culture, you should enjoy on YouTube. <laughs> Since that Bobito shit got taken down, we're gonna go. With sugar-free, <laughs> rapping about burritos in somebody's backyard. <laughs> burritos and trees and shit. But Ricky, you, yes. you are a grown adult man. Yep. Have been for some time. For a minute. I'm not going to say how old you are, but you're- You can say how old I'm, I'm you're not ashamed in your, of You're it. in your early 60s. I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we went different directions. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, but Ricky, you told me before we started, I was like, what's going on with you, buddy? And you said to me, oh, I'm trying to teach myself to DJ. Yep. <laughs> That is something that you should have done in college in 1998. Dude, I should have done that shit like just right out the womb. You, you know, should have done like, that like my friend damn. Noah, Noah Finneyberg taught himself <laughs> to DJ when we were in college. But <laughs> I don't know what took me so long, man. Yeah, I don't it tell was, you. I, don't... I, I was a DJ too. Is that right? Yeah. DJ See... Homo Negro. <laughs> I like, that's what... <laughs> and that's a good hook. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna get some nights. Me, 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 my, me and my co DJ uh, Potatoes O'Brien. <laughs> that's legit. Uh, Homo Negro and Potatoes O'Brien. Oh, a, I love it. I love night, it. And we called it Blackout. Yeah, there is a joy about finding your DJ name. Mm-hmm. You, you get, you get a big fucking smile when it hits you. You're like, that's who I am. But no, I that's get it. Me. DJing is like, I like. It's just one of those things. Like once you catch on to it, I don't care how old you are. It's the greatest. It's fun to. It's fun to read a room. And yep. make them happy. Yep. Um, and that's a problem with a lot of current DJs. They don't seem to be on board with that. Because <laughs> I've I've met a... Oh, there's a good chunk of DJs now. He said, like, laughing ruefully. Oh. <laughs> there's... Uh, I think I've... Like, there's, like... Especially, like, in a couple of comedy festivals where they get a DJ in and they're, like... And the thing with comedians is that we are the most basic... Uh, music lovers. Yeah. Mm. Like, you can just throw on a top 40s jam and we'll yeah. be fine. But if you try to get obscure with us... Everybody's got that Guy Branham taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Guy Branham was the one that went up to the guy and was like, you need to change this out at one festival. <laughs> he's like, Well, because Guy will start the fucking party, but he's not going to start the fucking party if you're not playing oh, a song that appeared in the top 10. Well, well, this guy was... <laughs> he's ready to go. This guy who was not reading the room of people who were standing around is playing, like, obscure 80s... Uh, like synth pop and it was like like 
we like what are you trying to do yeah what are you there's are you trying to not make people happy <laughs> yeah speaking as somebody speaking as somebody who uh last week at Max Funcon East witnessed Dan Deacon just destroy a room by playing under the sea from the little mermaid yeah. <laughs> like destroy like people crying yeah i get it tears that's, that's and actually I'm... in my realm of voices that i can do <laughs> <laughs> That is the only like under the seas. That's the only song that I can sing pitch perfect because I can do uh, the best Sebastian you'll ever hear in your life. Uh huh. Well, now yeah, now we got to hear it. I mean, you can now get to say mean, that and like. I'm not uh, saying. I'm not saying we sorry. got that ASCAP BMI license, but let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Ariel, why do you want to go up there? The human world is a mess. Life is better than anything they got up there. That's the that's the opening lot, but it's a uh, the seaweed is always greener. In somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at your world around you, right here on the ocean floor. I can, it's, I know the whole song. (laughs) Solomon Giorgio. God bless you, Solomon. DJ Homo Negro, y'all. DJ Homo Negro. Under the sea. (laughs) Under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's so, wetter. Take it from <laughs> Solomon. When you were rocking the ones and twos, what, what level of intensity are we talking about? Are um, we talking about I I got uh, I got Serato and a crossfader? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about Are we talking about beat matching? Are we talking about cutting cutting uh, and scratching? I'm, were you Were you out there Were you out there juggling forty five? What are you, was, what are you not, playing? What era music are you, are you playing? I, like for me, it was mostly I. I knew how to do Serato, and I knew it. Like I, I was, I was still like I did a lot of. Uh, I, I learned how to transition. And I was like, that's kind of what I want to do. I kind of just want to play the songs for what they are. Um, and I, I definitely want to mix sometime in the future. I'll probably do what Ricky's doing one time. I'm like, I want to learn how to mix oh, these songs. So dope. It's fun as hell when you. And I, I had a couple attempts, but I just mostly I started off with vinyls. I played soul and funk, and then we just would end in some fucking pop insanity by the time I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But I also like I, I do I am a fan of throwing something obscure into it and making people like that. Uh, but I'm also a really big fan of playing songs where everybody in the audience is singing along to it, and you can just stop in one moment, and they they finish off the verse, and you can pop it back in. Like that's the greatest feeling in the world. What was the song? What was the song that you wanted to sl- slip into the set? Like, what was your top shit that you're like, people are people um, are gonna people are gonna lose their shit over this, <laughs> even though they don't know what the fuck it is. I I would do like I would do some random stuff. Um, I think the last one I did because it's been a, it's been like five years since I actually had a, that DJ night. Uh, and the last one I did was a JJ Fat song called uh, Another Ho Bites of Dust, and <laughs> it is a diss track uh, against Salt and Pepper, the Damn. Real Roxanne, Shantae, and it is an insane song. And <laughs> the beat is like they, they're rapping fast the entire time, and then they just go into that. That, that queen thing, that like another hoe bites the dust. Yeah, another hoe bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh Jesus! <laughs> and one of them is just beat. One of them, like JJ Fad, uh, the third one is one of the best beatboxers I've ever heard. And she's just, and she's just like super insane melodic. And it was just like, I don't know why you guys were more famous than yeah. this. <laughs> Probably because you released a diss track against Salt and Pepper when they were on the rise when they were coming up, and everybody was like, Although, <laughs> to be fair, how supersonic were Salt and Pepper? Oh, yeah. They were probably semi-sonic at best. It was closing time, <laughs> ironically. For, Jesus Christ. 
Uh, so Noah Finneyberg in college, he was he was his goal. I think ultimately was to join the Invisible Scratch Pickles. <laughs> um, what is what is your aspiration, Ricky? Uh, I do it. I try to keep things uh, at a hobby level mm-hmm. because if I take them too, if, if but I still take it as serious as fuck. I mean, I love this. Like, I'm all in on it. But once it gets like. Once it, once I'm not having fun with it, then it just becomes something that I eventually will start to resent. Yeah. So right now I'm just all about like finding all like the house songs that I grew up with and uh matching beats, transitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that BPM thing is Oh, uh, it's it's fantastic. To, to yeah, you want to keep that to, shit between like yeah. 119 or mm-hmm. like 118, go up to like 129 right in there. Ooh, and that's then, but like when shit it's is the best bumping. thing in the world like to just see that slow build. Yep. Of people like getting into the music and then maybe just dropping it down for one more song and then bring it back up. It's sorry, I love talking about DJ. <laughs> <laughs> how you were saying? How you, how you were asking him like what song would I throw in the loop? Like right now, just like practice mixes I make at home. Man, when I get uh, there's a song called "Dance" by Earth People. Yes, and when I play that shit, that saxophone kicks in. I mean, I just imagine like everybody in Chicago just fucking losing them. So this is just you by yourself at home. Right, uh, yeah, I mean, I've DJed like at, yeah. at places. But yes, practicing but, is necessary. Like, yeah, you have like, to be. Yeah, but I mean, I definitely like. I'm at I just home. like I'm that you have this home tonight. vivid fantasy DJ lifestyle where, oh, like, sure. not, where you're at home on the ones and twos, dropping this song, and that is enough for you to imagine the like throngs of Chicagoans. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure, a city you do not live in. <laughs> <laughs> Chicagoans going ape shit oh, over this sure. jam. I mean, I put, I put like, I've started putting like my little like practice sessions on on Instagram. And uh, and you can watch. It. And I don't. I mean, I like. I make sure I can't see the camera because I do like to fucking also like put on a show for the people. Me too. I was know? a dancer. Like people were just, like surprised. Like, yeah. The yeah. DJ's losing his mind. About yeah, it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love this song. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- exactly. <laughs> I'm playing everything that would make me lose my mind if I was you right now. So like, of course I'm gonna go fucking nuts. Yeah. When some like when people try to get to the DJ booth and like make requests, I'm like I'm in the middle of dancing oh, for to sure. one of my favorite songs. And this one girl came up to me and she was like, "Can you play this one song?" No. <laughs> not gonna happen like and she stood there for like three seconds yeah. like this is when he says he's joking no and i was like i'm no i i, I, I have a job to do tonight yeah. and i prepared for what it is that exactly. i'm going to do tonight. it was i Here's mean if thing. you had saved it closing time is a good song to play at closing time. no exactly. way no absolutely closing no. time if, by semi sonic you know, some should never touch to the ones and twos ever <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, if that's what you're gonna do to a group of people <laughs> i'm just imagining you know i i got it in my head you know i'm i'm on uh I got you. You dropped the bomb on me by the Gap Band humping. And just slide on into exactly. closing time by Semi Sonic. No. Uh-huh. Just here's... slide into closing time. <laughs> but here's time. the thing that I did about people that come up to me for requests was uh, like, I was like, you'd give a jukebox money, right? <laughs> you should give me money. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, you can't just come up here demanding things. And nine times you out of ten, the service. it's some like poppy bullshit where it's like, now, have you been listening to what I have been playing? Oh. Do you know how awkward it would be if I just threw on oh, it whatever was, fucking song you like this summer? When I was DJing, somebody just would come up to me literally after I played a Lady Gaga song to request... A Lady Gaga song. <laughs> I'm like, you can't, you can't, you don't seem to understand that this is not how DJs work. Yeah. Like, I can stay within a theme, but you can't just be like, you know what? You just played a song. Can you play 
a similar song to that yeah, like that's by the same happen. artist? Like, no, oh, Solomon, I don't ever happen. I don't mean to be presumptuous, but if we're talking about five years ago, mm-hmm. you could have done pretty well with the Lady Gaga and Lady Gaga and Lady Gaga set. Look, what I love in to do, certain communities, I shan't true, say which true. to which communities <laughs> I refer. I will assure you. Uh, I what I like to do uh, instead was a couple times I did with the Lady Gaga song was uh, I would take that Lady Gaga song and then I would mix it into the Madonna song that it sounded exactly like. Sure, I like that. I like that Which very much. So. Was several times. I could yeah. have easily. Done it. That's, <laughs> a that's a real homosexual power <laughs> move. Like, that's some fucking gay snob shit. Yeah, of that's what I like level. doing. Like, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna make demands, I'm gonna also teach you a lesson. Sure. <laughs> is... you, you segue into a Tallulah Bankhead song. <laughs> And I, I, and I love Lady Gaga too. So if you, yeah, I got no beef with yeah. Lady Gaga. I like fine. I like. I don't giving like myself Lady Gaga's songs. Is I love that her okay? songs. It's, it's I, fine. I, but I, I thought it was real fun when she was doing crazy stuff all the time. I thought that yeah. was great. No, her persona is phenomenal. But I love her. I loved her music. I also just know it's like, hey, it's not high art. You should chill the hell. out. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the idea of like how you said like a Lady Gaga song into a Madonna song. There's something about in my head that the that the people who are listening have no idea about like the theme that we're going with tonight mm-hmm. and playing with that. That's always a lot of fun. You know, like whether it's like if I play something and then I know, all right, three songs from now, mm-hmm. I'm going to start playing. If this song had a sample in it, in three songs, I'm going to play that original song just to kind of like bring that vibe back uh, again. Another favorite thing I like to do is there's there's certain songs that don't do fade outs at the end. Sure. And those those songs are usually like have an insane like splashy sound at the end and you can go into another fun song and it does like it, that splash at the end and you can just go like footloose ends without a fade. It ends with like a insane just like everybody cut footloose and then bang and mm-hmm. then you can legit just throw in another just bumping song and what i like to do was at the end of footloose uh was play uh wham's uh wake me up before you go go because <laughs> <laughs> it's like it goes everybody cut footloose then it's the, the wailing sound and then yeah. it goes jitterbug <laughs> and then you just you're like fuck this is the best <laughs> thing to do and it's just like they're dumb dumb songs but they're it's just nice to put things together in that transition and get people to go crazy again I, Why did you stop been, doing this? This is clearly any <laughs> I'm the only thing you care about in the world. <laughs> oh, I can talk about comedy more. <laughs> I, I, so you do like the you do like pop songs. You do like radio. I do songs. pop songs, but I also like it depends on like that whole thing. Like I love doing it all. I love bringing in the obscurity. I love. I just like playing songs that I knew would make people happy. Yeah. Like, that's hands down how I liked it. Like, if people weren't happy, I'm like, if half the crowd is not dancing, like, what the fuck am sure. I Sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. I I love finding, uh, like, a 12-inch version of a, of a song, and then when you do get to that middle section where it's the break, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, the drums and maybe, like, a little bit of a guitar riff going, and just, like, we're going to let that play for a little, we're going to let that play yeah. for a while, just learning how to loop that yeah. and letting that play, and just, like, watching, like, a crowd, like, really get into that. And then, like, the transition that you start to have with whatever new song is that's coming in that you want. I mean, so fucking seamless that it just is like, all right, now we're going to bring in more, mm-hmm. home, you know, like, more drums on top of that. Like, double those drums. Exactly. Or, or you just know, like, you know what? I'm just going to take the vocal from fucking, man, I just took the vocals from, uh, what's that song by uh, Sylvester? A fucking disco uh, song. Really Mighty real. real. Mighty real. Oh, Mighty real. man, I can take the vocals off real. of that, and I can lay it over these drums on this other song. And I mean, just letting those those drums play for like a minute, 
just drums. And then he comes in with his voice, and people are like, what? Shit is on now? What? What? Oh! I mean, it's just a goddamn joy. That oh. sound you heard was Ricky getting so excited that he threatened the structural integrity <laughs> of his booth. We better we better take a quick break before he huffs and puffs and blows the house down. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Good news, everyone. There are still a few tickets remaining for the London Podcast Festival, September 22nd through 26th. We've just announced a dazzling new addition to the Bullseye lineup. Sharon Horgan, creator and star of the hit shows Pulling and Catastrophe, as well as a new show, Divorce, which launches soon on HBO. Comedian Josie Long, Veep creator Armando Iannucci, and musician Romare round out the Bullseye lineup. But the fun doesn't stop there, friends. International Waters and Judge John Hodgman tickets are still available, too. Do not sleep on this. Feast your eyes on the juicy full lineup and grab your tickets right now at MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Yo soy Ricardo Carmona. And I'm just Solomon Giorgio. (laughs) (laughs) Just playing it cool. Just Solomon. (laughs) When something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN. Why? Well, so you can record a message that might be used in our signature segment, Momentous Occasions, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a silly fool. (laughs) 206-984-4FUN is that number. Let's hear our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. I don't know whether this is a moment of shame or a momentous occasion. I was uh, staying at a uh, crappy motel because I had to work out of town. And, uh, you know, how you do in hotel rooms. You you jack off a bit, and then you wash your toys, and you leave them in the bathroom, and then you have to go to work overnight. Well, I put the do not disturb sign on my door because I was letting my toys dry out. And um, I come back and there's uh, fresh towels. And uh, I was like, oh, bugger. So I go to grab my, my tablet and connect it to my my Bluetooth speaker and uh, take a bath and watch some Star Trek. And my tablet uh, has been renamed to, I use this to jack off. (laughs) Apparently the uh, the cleaning staff wasn't entertained by my sex toys in the bathroom, or maybe they were very entertained by it. That's my moment of shame or momentous occasion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, you watch a Star Trek on it too. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> come on, guys, don't just corner him down to one thing. Um, 
I say that's a momentous occasion. That is not a moment of it shame. It's true. Like, it's, yeah, we all, like, there's no, none of those cleaning people have th- that, like, a, a clean history. No, to, no, they're not to at all. judge anyone else. Not at all. Not if you're touching my filth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've soiled their history. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've you're, partaken. <laughs> you're saying your theory is basically like a version of that thing where they say, oh, we've all breathed air that was breathed by Julius mm-hmm. Caesar. All hotel cleaning people have touched your sexual soil. They got it. Yeah. They got that Ricky juice on them. <laughs> and you're welcome. It's also, been my if, pleasure. If you have the tech skills to change the name of someone's laptop, maybe you should work on something else that isn't house clean. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, yeah, I would, I would say the only thing there, man, is to, yeah, to handle that, that, that tablet. Don't leave that out. Yeah. Yeah, get, get a password on yeah, that. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, you should have come be locking on. that. If you can't lock that. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems significant to me that the cleaning people had the same thumbprint as he does mm-hmm. and were yeah. thus able to access his tablet. That seems like a concern. <laughs> But yeah, it's Needless like a, to say, his password is 6969. <laughs> I jerk off in hotel rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Just spelled out in yeah. numbers. <laughs> oh, so much work. It takes him forever. It takes okay. him forever. Let's take another call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Guest, uh, calling in. I don't know if this is a moment of shame or a momentous occasion, but for the second time this summer, someone accidentally called my phone while they were having sex. Uh, unfortunately, this time, I thought it was just a bad signal, so I went outside of my office building to talk to uh, the mother of the child I'm about to start babysitting, and uh, just heard her yelling at it. Well, anyway, as soon, hopefully. Adios. That's fun. That's a good time. That doesn't seem like a problem. Yeah, right? Look, hey, I, I would love it if somebody would just interrupt my day with a phone call of them just going at it. I'm like, oh, well, this is nice. Thank you. <laughs> that's, something, that's something I miss about college. Mm-hmm. Just people are fucking around. Yeah. Sure. Sometimes, like, by a window and you're like, oh, look, those people are fucking. <laughs> oh, look at you're you just, guys. Ah, well, off to class. Like, have you ever walked out of a bar and seen people just going at, like, oh, you're just having sex in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, sure. I was in, uh, I was in, uh, in Cincinnati a couple years ago doing shows. And there's somebody in the parking lot just, we knew what was going on there. Yeah. And we're like, hey, good for you. Yeah. Get that. Handle that. That's, yeah. I think sex in general, there shouldn't be any shame behind it. Like the last two things that happened, I'm like, ah, what's, there's, there's no shame. <laughs> I'm having sex right now. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all cleaning our jack-off tools. We as haven't we're stopped having sex. <laughs> we've just been having sex this whole time. <laughs> yeah, have you guys seen the bathroom here at Max <laughs> What's going on in that sink? <laughs> anyway. If you want to call us with a momentous occasion, it doesn't have to be about a weird sex thing that happened to you. (laughs) A lot of weird sex calls lately, and that's fine. I'm not going to turn you away at the door. (laughs) Okay, you want to call and say that the lady you're babysitting for was fucking on the phone? That's great. God bless you. Good for you. You win. More power to you. However, let it not be said that we do not value other non- Sexual momentous occasion calls. Exactly. Yes, indeed. Just stay away from local yokels. <laughs> the only thing we don't want to hear about is a guy with a snake around his neck. That's like the no- other than a guy with a snake around his neck. Just give us a call. Let's see, let's <laughs> it's see a how it goes. Snake guy or sex? <laughs> let's see how it goes. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. You can also email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica.
la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. <laughs> I am Ricky Carmona. Come on, Ricky. I'm sorry, the sleepy dude. Mr. Energy over here. Yeah, is I forgot, yo. I forgot. Spent all, spent all the juice he had on that <laughs> imagination vacation. Yeah, I'm about DJing again, yo. I was hearing some beats in my head. <laughs> and, of course, Solomon Giorgio yes. here with us as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Solomon Giorgio. Yes. Uh, a joy to have you on the program. I've been, I've been having the greatest time. How can people, how can people who are now newly minted Solomon Giorgio fans follow up on that fandom? Well, the great way to follow up on that fandom is if you, uh, check out my, uh, my website, which is the SolomonGiorgio.com. It is, there is the, the up front because I lost SolomonGiorgio.com like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To the other Solomon Giorgio. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) No, it was it's it's a whole thing, um, but uh, and also Twitter at Solomon Giorgio. That's also another way to know what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and where I can be doing it. And also, please don't use this to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> use your Twitter handle. I'm just saying, if you're gonna like, I have all my dates and where I'm going to show. So maybe if you want to murder me, don't. Can I real quick just address <laughs> a concern I have? <laughs> So you probably, if you're listening to this show, you might have already identified the return of our friend Brian Sonny D. Fernandez <laughs> to the boards. His, his voice already penetrating the admittedly Ricky Carmona weakened <laughs> sound structure that we're inside of. Um, I'm loud! Brian, Brian is back from his sojourn to Europe. Uh, where he has a uh, writing credit on an episode of The Royals this season, episode ah. seven, as I understand it. So watch out for that. Television writer Brian um, Fernandez. Sitting behind a person, sitting behind Brian, who obviously is too successful to have this dumb job, uh, <laughs> is Christian Duenas, our our sort of fill-in producer or board operator in the years in between. <laughs> Christian is playing a Nintendo machine, a little hand Nintendo, mm. like a Game Boy, but whatever that's called now. It's at the game machines. Yeah. The little and, game machines. Um, uh, like a Tiger electronic baseball situation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you playing Paperboy? Yeah. <laughs> and inside of there, he has created little Nintendo men and women for everyone that works in this office, oh. everyone in his family, and his best buddies from college that he dropped out of. <laughs> So we all live together in an apartment building inside of his Nintendo, (laughs) and I don't know what this means or what to make of it. He did a lot of work to make guys that look just like us. And now, like, right, he told me that he's trying to set me up with my wife, Teresa. What? (laughs) Oh, wow. Inside of his Nintendo. And I'm worried that this is, like, this is going to become, like, a... Killer ventriloquist dummy situation. <laughs> like I don't understand how all the pieces fit together. Anyway, Ricky Carmona, of course, you're still you're doing stand up all over everywhere. I'm still doing stand up. You're on uh, you're on Twitter and I'm Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Just, people uh, should just befriend you on don't Facebook. Come to, no, right? don't come to me on Facebook. Should they just befriend your high school girlfriends and then <laughs> sort of say, "Hey, I remember you from high school," and they've already got a couple of friends in common from high school. You're like, "Well, I don't remember you, but I'm not going to say anything," <laughs> and then come murder you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if unless your name is Miss Julian, please uh-huh. just don't come follow me. Don't don't, don't, don't find me. Okay, stop. If you're not as one true love, can you back off? Uh, Ricky, always a joy. Thank you so Thank much you for, for having me. A pleasure. In on short notice. A Jordan pleasure. working late this week. Um, I am actually going to be. Uh, I'm headed to uh, on tour with Judge John Hodgman, and then to London, Ooh. England. 
Europa. Hey. Uh, I'm going to be in London, England, where I will be. Where we're going to do two Judge John Hodgman shows at the London Podcast Festival at what? King's Place. I'm also doing uh, Bullseye with Jesse Thorne, my public radio program with special guests, including Armando Iannucci. What? Uh, the great Armando Inucci will That's be doing awesome. an interview. Josie Long, the brilliant stand-up comic Josie Long, one of the funniest people in, all, in the entire United mm-hmm. Kingdom, and the brilliant electronic musician Romare will be there performing. Uh, Ninja Tune recording artist Romare uh, makes some really beautiful records. Uh, plus more, so come see me in uh, London, and uh, we're going to have... You'll hear our episode from Max FunCon, and you will be hearing an episode with Jordan while I'm out of town, but we'll still be filling your ears with bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) With whatever the fuck this is. Uh, Hashtag at JJGo on Twitter. uh, MaximumFun.Reddit.com for all the fun Reddit chatting. Uh, You can, of course, like Jordan Jesse Go on Facebook and join the Maximum Fun group on Facebook, which is a real nice bunch of folks. Seriously. Social media, fucking Max Fun social media. The people are real pleasant. <laughs> uh, incidentally, this is something that I would have said something to Jordan about, but you guys, I never, you guys don't care about this at all. But <laughs> I met Law Threeper, and it was really exciting for me. Okay? Oh, there you go, I met Law Threeper. Congratulations! There you congratulations. go. Thank you very I'll, much. I'll Thank figure you out very much exactly for your those disingenuous congratulations. <laughs> no, that was a good. That meant that. Look, I'm, I'm, congratulations, that. That was but also it was a string Brian, of words I didn't Sonny understand. Sunny D. <laughs> Fernandez on the boards this week. Thanks to Christian Duenas for his month of dedicated service. Thank God I'll never have to see his face again. (laughs) Get out of here with that face. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.